Hello and welcome to Let's Success Podcast with me, Izzy. And me, Lauren. Welcome to episode three. We're already on episode, episode three. three. I can't I believe know, it. I know, how crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's gone really fast. I hope everyone's enjoying it so far. But just quickly, before we do get started, if you do want to follow us on our socials, they're all just at Let's Add Zest. That's Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. And if you want to email us, it's Let's Add Zest Podcast at gmail.com. So this week we've got a few stories lined up for you. Uh, we've got a couple kind of serious stories and then we've got a nice funny one for you to hear about. And then in our in review section, we've got something quite interesting, something a bit different. Mm. Our last couple ones have been music based. So we decided to watch something this time. So so you'll find out a bit more later on. So our first story this week I found on Sky News. Um, I think this is something that's had quite a lot of uh, following over the past year. Um, and this is just kind of a new take on it or something new that's come to the story. So it's actually a group of LA police officers are being investigated after an offensive image was allegedly passed around on Valentine's Day. So it was a Valentine's Day card with a picture of George Floyd, I believe with a picture of him, with the words, you take my breath away. Mm. So for those of you who don't know, and if you don't know, have you been living under a rock? <laughs> George Floyd was actually killed on May 25th in uh, last year in Minneapolis during an arrest after he was alleged to have been using a counterfeit $20 note and his death obviously sparked hundreds of Black Lives Matter protests across the world. Okay, so the context behind You Take My Breath Away was because George Floyd's last words were I can't breathe. So it's a play on what he said just before he died so it's obviously an extortionate disgusting joke and it's been brought into the los angeles police officers making a mockery out of obviously what he was saying so mm. it's just shocking isn't it it's it's crazy that people working alongside the law have made such a mockery or something obviously something so close to home obviously it wasn't in the same state but it's still the same team yeah. and i just think as well the police and the police force over in America are already under such like such scrutiny. a microscope. Yeah. Scrutiny, yeah. It's been so obvious that there is some real systematic racism kind of involved in the police world over there and potentially the police world everywhere. But obviously the fact that there are a group of officers that are passing this card around and playing it off as a joke, it just makes you think to yourself, have we not come anywhere we're taking a few steps forward and then going about 10 steps back that's exactly yeah. what i was about to say yeah yeah in what in what world is that joke or joke like i say with fingers in the air when is that ever going to be considered funny it's not i know really and it's not it just makes me think that's maybe the first time it's been caught like there's mm. probably so many other times where they've made jokes behind like maybe just verbal jokes that mm -hmm. we wouldn't know about. And if they hadn't been caught out, we they could probably regain their trust if they hadn't if we hadn't known about it. Like people could have believed, oh, maybe they aren't as bad as we thought they were, or they're coming forward with it. Yeah. So the fact that they've been caught is so lucky. They because you can... don't know if it's going on behind the scenes anyway. No. No, that's so true. And I think as well, it's just they're the police officers. They are meant to kind of protect, serve, etc. And like you say, building confidence again back in the policing world. Because I think in America, and I think over here as well, confidence is low. And especially in terms of racism and how it's treated, like you think, like I said, taking a few steps forward, a few steps back, when's it ever going to change? Mm. So I just obviously want to say there were four officers involved 
in um, George Floyd's death. Uh, the main was Derek Chauvin. I think I'm saying that correctly. He's been charged with second degree unintentional murder and second degree manslaughter um, and his trial is actually set to begin on march 8th so not long there were three other officers who are also involved their trials have been set for august 23rd and they've all been charged with aiding and abetting second degree murder so mm. i mean i just wonder what punishment is going to come and i think the the la police chief michael moore he's confirmed that there is an investigation ongoing but what's going to come of it is there going to be any sort of punishment or is it just another like slap on the wrist yeah it sounds like they're taking it quite seriously though because one of the board directors in the la police department stated that any officer involved should quickly rethink their career choices because they should have they have no authority to work alongside the law so hopefully they are taking it very seriously however i'm not sure on how tough the american law is and if they were to go and get charged and prosecuted how bad the obviously punishment will be yeah, so it's a bit difficult to obviously comment on when you're kind of, when we're over here and we don't mm. actually deal with American police. But just at the end of the day, you, you would just think to yourself, I just, I don't get how it's funny. I, I really don't understand. I can't believe How it, someone no. could put something like that together and think, mm, yeah, that's funny. It's Imagine just, just saying that, like, say, say like a colleague, if I went to work and said a joke about that, I would expect zero laughs. And I don't, I can't yeah. believe that there was four people in one room who all found it funny compared to one person saying it and then getting ridiculed. It's crazy to me that there was a group of even four people to find amusement in that. It's really yeah. odd. The fact it's they really were all, odd. yeah, it, mm. it's just crazy. And especially their job roles as well. They're the last people you would think, well, not technically because of what has happened and what the joke was regarding because it was involving them anyway. But someone with such high authority, you wouldn't expect any misbe like misbehaving like that. It's just. But I think obviously you say you wouldn't expect any misbehaving, but I think it's just so obvious that there's been a problem for a long time and I think a problem will still carry on. Mm. I, d I don't know how you can ever change the some opinions that are ingrained in some people's minds. Yeah. You can say police officers were involved in George Floyd's death. Surely police officers shouldn't be joking about it yeah. or making a joke because they're only heart damaging the progress, if any progress is being made. Yeah. Floyd's family have actually come out and said that they are obviously furious about the photo. You think to yourself, has this family not gone through enough? Um, and I think they said, their lawyer said that those involved should be held accountable for their revolting behaviour and an apology should be issued to the family. This is beyond insult on top of injury. It is injury on top of death. The type of callousness and cruelty within a person's soul needed to do something like this evades comprehension. And it's indicative of a much larger problem within the culture of the LAPD. I think he's right. It, mm. This racism is ingrained in the culture. It's ingrained not just in the police, in groups, in society, people seem to think that i it really baffles me i hate i hate talking about well i don't hate talking about it but it just it blows it's hard my to comprehend someone can think that they are better than someone they are above someone because of the way they look i know or it's, the group in society that they're from it's, it's such a shame that it's been continued by the family have had to re-experience this trauma again like it's kind of like brought it back out of not that it was put to bed because it should never ever be put to bed because it needs to be continued to make awareness still. Like George Floyd should be talked about forever. It's such a shame that the family have got to experience more, like more upset regarding like yeah. so something that could have been so easily avoided. And it's just immature behaviour, really. But it's yeah, I, I think it's, it's so. Yeah. 
No, carry on. I think you're right on that because I just think, like you say, it was kind of obviously in the months after it happened, it's in the news every day. But then as time goes on, other things come into the news. But like you say, it should still be used as an example. And Mm. this family are reliving that trauma again. It's not, have they not gone through enough Enough. already? Yeah. Yeah. I know that obviously the police officer should, would never have expected it to be made public, but... I feel if you were to never, if you can't say it behind doors and you can't say it. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. They say no one's ever going to find out about this. But if you know that you don't want someone to find out about something that you're doing, then you know that it's wrong. Leave it in your mind. That's where it exactly should stay. Just and don't have the... it in your mind. Yeah. If you are so bad, then that means you know it's wrong. And <laughs> it's just stupid. I can't, it's so hard to comprehend that people in in who work alongside the law have even contemplated making jokes about something so serious like is someone dead um so yeah just i mean let us know your thoughts on it but i mean it's just a crazy thing to think that someone would do you would never ever ever well i know that i would never pass that sort of thing around in the workplace but unfortunately there are people out there that think that's okay mm. and it's I, I it's it's it'd be naive to think that other people aren't doing it as well because that's i don't believe yeah. that they're the only people that they're the only group who have been made Making public about it. Jokes, I wonder how yeah. did we find out? Did we know? Was it the card found or something? How did we I find wonder, out? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I, from the story, it doesn't actually say how it was found. They just know no. that it was being passed around throughout the offices, and I guess maybe one officer has seen it and reported it. You would like to think that there's some loyal police officers. Someone would have. So, you'd like to think there's someone <laughs> in the American police that doesn't actually stand for this mm, yeah. and is a decent human being because i would dub on them if i was in that in that team i think everyone would well yeah. obviously not but i think no. some people would the no. good people in this world absolutely and it's it's good that we found it so they could be filtered out and they it can be shown that their opinions aren't correct mm. i was just say it's just important to look at it as a positive that it's just good that they'll be held accountable for what they've done hopefully yeah And I mean, I think definitely this is something that we can look back on in a few weeks time or however long this investigation takes. And we can kind of look at the the actual outcome and see, do they just get a slap on the wrist or is it something a bit more serious? Because Mm. I think in this situation, uh, you can probably see them actually, they might make an example out of these officers. If it's a big group, then it's a bit bit more difficult to kind of make an example out of 20 people however if it's if it's a few officers then i wouldn't be surprised if we saw something maybe a bit more firm to kind oh, of you'd say. hope so and again yeah. it also depends on how seriously they take it of the actual people who killed george floyd it'll be interesting to see how what yeah they, well, yeah mm, we'll know in a couple of weeks so we could definitely have a look at that when that comes around mm-hmm. Yeah, so please let us know what you think and we'll maybe cover it again in the future, but it's obviously a very disgusting thing to have happened in a workplace, especially the police. Okay, so our second story of the episode is, again, COVID-related like it was last episode. Apparently we can't get away from it because... I mean, it's literally our lives at the minute. But Boris Johnson has suggested that rapid coronavirus testing could possibly reopen nightclubs, which is obviously and a theaters. massive thing. And theatres. But obviously, like, the more enclosed areas where you would go and, I don't know, do something. <laughs> but... Dance? <laughs> would you dance at a theatre? <laughs> like the Swan Lakes Yeah, well, on. maybe not. <laughs> Imagine Swan Lakes on in there, <laughs> like, doing the Renegade. Anyway, 
<laughs> What's the... Okay, no, go. <laughs> Carry on. So the Prime Minister has suggested that rapid lateral flow tests could be used by the theatres and nightclubs. So lateral flow tests, well, the BBC have described them a bit like a pregnancy test. So their description is working by dipping a nose and throat swab in a special solution and then dropping that fluid onto a plastic stick. So they have the advantage of not needing to go to a lab so they can literally be done there and then but I think the main problem with them I think quite a lot of them have given things like false positives false Mm. negatives it says that the test can miss people in the day one or two when they're about to become infectious and a study has also found that the device has only picked up 40% of cases so fewer than expected (gasps) that's not many at all is it yeah so it's it's really not that many however I think Boris's idea behind it is that it's kind of the lateral flow testing will go paired with kind of vaccinations. They hope to obviously have everyone vaccinated. Oh, yeah, by, that makes I don't sense. know, like August, September. I mean, there's yeah. many pros and cons to doing this. More, I'd say more pros to cons. However, obviously, the statistics don't show such a great rate of how- outcome. Yeah. yeah. Because considering you can st- be two days into coronavirus and test negative is just Mm. kind of defeating the problem because you're inviting someone into a tight enclosed area to spread it and i I don't know if perfect yeah perfect place isn't it yeah i don't know if it's worth i mean people have so many like different opinions on it but i don't know if it's worth taking the risk to invite people into an area where you think you're doing what you should but technically the test is lying you know yeah. And I think what is also kind of a worry is someone will come to a, a nightclub, have this test at the door. And if, if it comes out positive, then what do you do? They've already been stood in a queue with like 50 other people yeah. waiting for this um, test, like you say. And then they what do you do then? Someone comes out positive, the alarms start ringing, like, get them out. Get I know, because they've already brought it in. And they, if they're on their way to the club expecting to test negative... They've probably travelled with their friends. They've gone in a taxi. Yeah. So like how even do you if, police that? Yeah. Yeah. If their friends test negative and they were somewhere else in the queue, well, they'd be going in but carrying it. So yeah. it's, again, a really tricky one. I, I understand how it, make, it makes so much sense to be negative tested before you go into a tight enclosed area. But with those tests, I don't know if it's so good. Are they 100% like perfect? That's the mm. thing. So Michael Kill, he is the boss of the nighttime industries association so i think that's probably a group of nightclubs who are probably i think they're probably all trying to work together to make it out of this pandemic but he said that these rapid tests would not be straightforward even if that was the way that venues such as nightclubs would be allowed to reopen he said that professionals would be needed at the clubs to administer these swab tests and then clubbers would need to wait for an extra 15 minutes to get this negative test and then that would force venues to basically stagger admissions so they come in bit by bit and then also have that procedure in place to deal with a positive case if they're at the door and who's come into contact with that positive case because you've got mm. people... Like, I, I remember I remember what a nightclub was like all those it's years ago. Crazy, what was a nightclub it? like? Busy, people walking around. You've got... Um, what is it? Like, um, oh my God, what are their names? You've got security guards. <laughs> you've got groups of friends. You've got staff. How do you stop them all from like crossing over? At the end? When the clubs reopen, they're going to be so much busier than they once were because everyone's been deprived of it for so long. So yeah. it's just going to be so much more populated. I don't know if they'll set like a limit on how many people you can go inside, but if they're te- oh, apparently definitely. if they're apparently negative, then surely capacity wouldn't matter. 
Mm. But, but then obviously if this test is giving out false positives then how can you be sure at the yes. end of the day like 40% is extremely low as well yeah that, but that was just one study I can't obviously say that for it's one person well one study's opinion but yeah I mean I know that people have said that these can give out false positives and I just think like you say people have been so deprived of a night out like what even is a night out anymore no one even no. knows and I just think people are gonna when the the opportunity comes for us all to go out again it is going to be absolute carnage like there's going to be so many people down there you've got people who may be in 20 2021 no sorry you've got people in 2020 and 2021 who've turned 18 mm. people who've celebrated their 21st who haven't been able to go out you're going to get kids that people that were in like three years below you who are all going to be going out at the same time now I know. isn't that crazy it's going to be mad it's the thing because i I wasn't even a big going out person anyway, but I feel that if I were to be allowed into a safe environment, then I want to. <laughs> even I'm though I wasn't same, big on it. Yeah. yeah, before I, before this lockdown, did not barely went out. Only went out with my other half, like for nights out with friends and stuff. Um, but now I I would love a night out yeah. so much. I'm Just so to desperate. Be able to go out, socialise, like what even is there i don't I know. know especially a festival as well i can't imagine do you see those tiktoks and just like other videos and it's like a flashing screen and they tell you to shut your eyes and it's shut like, your what? eyes oh my yeah. god <laughs> yes and i swear to god those videos have never made me want to go to a festival more in my life than right now never made me want to go and never made me want to cry more like, i know wow it's, it's always the same song i, I, I hope you've seen like, the is it the coldplay one, one? You know I love yeah. <laughs> And it's there's so many people who have done it now and it's yeah. just like being redone and redone but every time just shut I my do it like and... whenever that video comes up on my few page, I just watch it like five times in a row and it really does oh. make you like quite emotional. You're like, oh my That's god. What you miss. Like what what even it just makes you look at it and just think, What is my life? Oh, I know. Like, yes. It really makes things really like literal again. You kind of realise the life like we've lived the past year doesn't it it really makes you think oh my god we haven't done anything for yeah. 365 days yeah i <sighs> i saw a post actually that was kind of more aimed at work as such and it was like you're feeling low like why are you feeling this way and it's like you're you're meant to carry on working like nothing is happening people are still mm. meant to go to work do their jobs well obviously the people who can i obviously know we're in a national lockdown but you're kind of just expected to get on with it but I think we, I've said with my friends, it's just, we are, our lives are literally have been taken away from us. They really We're have. young, we're tw you're 22, I'm 21. Like, this is the time that we should be going out and enjoying ourselves. I know. And we haven't done anything like that for over a year. It's almost like the fact you don't know what you've got until it's gone. Like, I didn't want to yeah. go out, but now I can't go out. I really want to go out. Yeah. Just it's... let me have one one night and <laughs> yeah. I'll get out my system, system and I'm done. I'm done. Mm. And even talking about it makes it worse. But with these tests, I... See, I don't know if I would because 40% is so low and having coronavirus, I know it's... Having had coronavirus, I know it's mm. not... I wouldn't, I wouldn't risk it for a night out because it wasn't all too fun. I would. <laughs> I, I've never had coronavirus, so you're obviously the one to comment on that. I just think it's such... This is very optimistic, obviously, that's planned, that's in place. 
Um, I think obviously we won't see anything open, well, anything that's on a, on the scale of a nightclub open mm-hmm. until obviously every adult in the UK has been offered a vaccine. I and know. Again, obviously with all these new variants coming out as well, you, it's a vaccine that you get going to cover that variant, this variant. It's just it's just it's quite a scary to cycle. think. Yeah, yeah, it's really horrible to think. But I think no, see, I don't know what's going to happen. I really do want it to yeah. be back to normal by summer. I want summer. it to work. <laughs> Oh God, I think that's really optimistic, Jesus. I know, but I think it's I think it potentially is very optimistic in terms of like a nightclub. However, I remember obviously back in the summer last year when it was kind of like COVID didn't really exist. I mm. remember I was me and um, Harrison were down the Liquorist in Portsmouth. Really? Yeah, and you can go it. You could go in and have a drink, and obviously you would sit at really spaced apart tables. So obviously all the social distancing was in place, but you could still sit down there, have a drink and mm. kind of just enjoy the sun. But yeah, it's... Uh, oh, oh, Something to imagine, it, isn't God. it? Yeah, isn't it yeah, so depressing? to daydream about. <laughs> we hope you're enjoying this episode when we're depressed talking about <laughs> love. Um, we're making what? everyone like hate their lives right now. I know. And this, yeah. this story we're covering was supposed to be inspirational. Like, yes, we'll be able to go out soon because of these tests and we've just made it all depressing. <laughs> Yeah, if if you want to kind of curb the depression, watch the Coldplay <laughs> video on TikTok. It really yeah. helps. It just makes you feel happy for like 10 seconds. Yeah. You just shut your eyes and hold your phone really close to your face and it's like you're in a nightclub. Yeah. It's really fun. Shut your eyes. COVID doesn't <laughs> exist for 10 seconds and it, I've promised me it's beautiful. It sounds stupid, but it really works. It's really worth your while. <laughs> just keep playing it all day. Just don't let it stop. <laughs> Okay, so our more funny story of the week is, I mean, I thought it wasn't as funny when I read it, but more getting to know more about the story, I think it is really quite funny about his attitude towards it. So a 30 year old man called Thomas Dodd, now known as Celine Dion, because he has changed his name legally to Celine Dion when he was drunk one night in lockdown. So he thought it'd be a good idea to pay £89 to officially take her name and change it by Deepal, and he only remembered when he received a letter on the doorstep of a big white envelope saying, do not bend, and he said, what is that? And he has legally changed his name to Celine Dion. Change it up. I Have mean, a bit, be a bit extra. At first, I thought, that's not funny. Reading the article on the Metro, the, his, his attitude towards the name change is really hilarious because he's going to have to change all his legal documents at work. They're going to have to call him Celine. If he ever gets pulled over by the police, they're going to have to say, oh, what's your name? He's going to have to say Celine Dion. Mm. And it's so crazy that he's actually changed his name. You'd think... Yeah. You'd think maybe that you would you would kind of order... Well, confirm your order to change your name and then it yeah. would arrive and you'd be like, oh, God, okay. I'm not doing I'm that. Not gonna, I'm not going to do that. But no, he actually... He came up... <laughs> the Metro is putting in quite a funny line. He came up with his idea after getting sozzled while watching <laughs> Celine Dion perform a show in Las Vegas on YouTube. So, I mean, he mm. was very... Very, very drunk, I think, and he thought, "Yeah, she's she's great." I'm it's funny because it. he was expecting to see her in Vegas last year in 2020, but obviously he couldn't because of coronavirus. And he said to his mum, "Um, he he's lucky that because obviously he's been watching all the concerts on YouTube. He's lucky that Boris Johnson doesn't have concerts, otherwise he could have changed his name to him." And I thought that was wow, really funny yeah. that Boris, imagine Boris Johnson having YouTube videos and he <laughs> wanted to change his name. <laughs> it's just funny that he's watched. Online concerts and thought, do you know what? Yeah, 
that's that's me i'm gonna do it <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be her i'm going to be celine dion yeah it i just can't imagine it. imagine if your brother came to you saying oh by the way you now refer to me as rita aura <laughs> <laughs> come on i don't i don't think celine dion and rita Ora are on the same level are they <laughs> who do you think then uh well I, the thing is i think hmm, i wouldn't even say oh, i don't know i wouldn't rita even say Ora's, celine sorry, i don't even Karen. know what celine, level celine dion even is not, i only know <laughs> one song and it's from titanic <laughs> but i think i think it's a celine i don't know rita Ora is just not not my favorite at the moment because no me um, neither lock, lockdown lockdown antics but I mean, I only know one song. Yeah, it's, it's a really random person to change your name to. I, I can't even uh, yeah. imagine someone I would idolise so much to be like... He must really be a super fan <laughs> because <laughs> to know more than one song by Celine Dion is a skill. <laughs> it, he actually says, I'm a lifelong fan and I went to see her a couple years ago, but my dream is to still go out and see her in Vegas. I think she is just amazing and has an incredible voice. But I can't name any other Celine Dion song <laughs> apart from My Heart Will Go On. It's a really odd person to be obsessed with, but I mean, each your own. But he also each did say, own. hope it comes with perks and he can get a backstage pass to a concert, which I can imagine it probably would. The I fact that he's so legally too. changed his name. Yeah. And yeah, just fun a fun fact. He's actually working on a COVID testing site while furloughed. <laughs> and he said he joked that he might end up being sectioned if he was ever to get pulled over <laughs> by the police imagine that just like can i take your name mm. yeah uh celine celine what celine dion and it's the fact and that he'd be telling the truth yeah yeah the fact if you're telling the truth is so funny but i mean the joke's kind of gonna gonna wear off i mean he can always pay another 86 pound to get his name back well yeah that makes sense I, 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 do you know what that's actually not that bad 86 pound to change your name to celine dion let's do it yeah because yes. hopefully it's no, not I'm as hard to change that. it back Imagine if it's like you can't change your name for 14 years or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't they do that on Facebook or something if you try to like change like, your name and they yeah. say, you've got another 20 days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wonder if he's Celine Dion on all his social medias now. But We've definitely got to check that out. Yeah. I think as a parent, you'd be kind of annoyed knowing that you spent so long deciding your son's name only for him to change it to Celine Dion when he gets to 30 years old. And it's, it's quite, a, quite a change. It's not like he's gone from Thomas to Matthew. He's gone mm. from Thomas to <laughs> Celine. <laughs> If, really if you funny. were to change your name by deed poll, is there anyone that you think, yeah, I change, I change my name to that? No, because I don't idolise anyone enough to want to be them. Because he's literally become really? Celine Dion. He has like legally and become he really, Celine. He really loves her. Like, yeah, he really loves her. Would so. you then? Would you even think about um, it? If I could become a Kardashian, then I would. Really? If I could just click my fingers and be a Kardashian. Oh yeah, I'd love to be a Kardashian. Mm. But like you said, he wishes it came with. The money and the singing voice, but it didn't. Yeah. So you're just going to still be <laughs> Lauren. It's just Celine Dion, Celine Dion from Staffordshire, not Celine Dion, the world famous singer and yeah. artist. So I think if you were to change your name to Kardashian, I think not much be, would change except a laugh. I'd be Kim Kardashian from Waterlooville. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Imagine change your name to Kim Kardashian. I think I'm not surprised. I don't believe he's the first person to have changed his name to a celebrity's name. No, I bet there's other people. Definitely not. Mm. Definitely. But I think it's just I'd get so sued funny. if I tried to name myself Kim Kardashian. <laughs> You'd get slaughtered on my She would either welcome me with open arms or I would get sued. Yeah. One of oh my God, three. yeah. Her name is trademarked as well. So I don't know if that yeah, you so actually I can. I don't know whether that would affect anything. Surely Celine Dion's name's trademarked as well. Oh, maybe. 
Yeah. Mm. But anyway, that that was our funny story this week. Yeah, I think it's, it's I think it's really quite interesting. I'm sure it came out back in New Year's, so maybe a few people have heard of it. But maybe mm. let us know what you would change your name to if there was anyone yes. in this world that you would love to be. Please do. Let us know. So this week on In Review, we decided to change it up. We'd done a couple of weeks on music and we thought, let's do something different. So we decided to watch something. Mm. So it's in Netflix's top 10 uh, this week, I believe. We're recording this on the 17th. So I know that it's in the top 10 today. It might not be in a few weeks time. Um, but we are looking at Crime Scene, The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. So this is a four part um, documentary series and it is about the hotel in Los Angeles um, where a 21 year old Canadian student called Elisa Lam went missing in 2013. So it's she is kind of the inspiration behind this documentary, um, but it kind of also explores just what was going on in this hotel and yeah. what has gone on in the past there's been years of like suicides serial killers staying there people being murdered prostitutes blah 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 like everything's so happened in that going hotel on. yeah the yeah. manager you, said if you in... think of something that <laughs> if you think of something that you, there's I nothing that hasn't happened in that hotel literally yeah yeah it's interesting because the manager said when she first started her job in 2007 she asked something like a co-worker saying is there anyone who hasn't died in a room and it was, the answer was basically like almost no there's not a room there's someone's not died in so it's, mm, it's a very crazy. unlucky hotel but definitely <laughs> focusing on um focusing on Elisa Lam I think a story that a lot of people have probably seen before but they've gone more into depth but we thought we would review we've watched two out of the four episodes we thought we'd review on what we've thought so far of the documentary um yeah and I think you said that quite a few people will, will know of it I think maybe definitely everyone maybe when they're a bit younger I, I know that I probably saw this video when I was like 14 mm. 15 scrolling through Facebook and it's just a really strange video of this girl in the lift she went missing and she's in this lift and she like comes in she presses all these buttons and then she looks out and she's like turning around doing these like hand movements and stuff it's really really strange um, Very peculiar I actually video. asked my friends very peculiar i actually asked my friends before um we started recording i said has anyone watched this and they said yeah i have and they kind of said it's it's really dragged out over the first couple of episodes even we said that mm. like this is something that they're really really playing on all these little nuggets of information and really dramatizing what yeah. has happened and i i don't actually know what conclusion the netflix documentary comes to because there's been low I'm, i love conspiracy theories and this is definitely something that i used to look at and think oh my god like, i wonder what happened to her but i think at the end of this documentary they kind of give you all these little leads on what it could be what it couldn't be and then you come to the end of it and they give you something that's actually probably a more realistic kind mm. of outcome but we're, we're not at that point yet so we don't no. know well see that's where we get to it because i am not a massive tv person i don't watch films i haven't seen like the main films because I, I just don't have the patience for it and because it's a four four hour long ep it's technically like a four hour long documentary because of mm. how much they drag it out i've completely lost my interest and i'd rather just google it and i don't like to spend my time watching the ins and outs, because I was saying to Lauren, they spend, they spend so much time focusing on things that are completely irrelevant to the case. And I didn't, it's almost like you say on YouTube when they're 
their thumbnail is like clickbait because I didn't click on this documentary to learn about the history of the hotel. I wanted mm. to learn about how she went missing. And I feel like if you are the kind of person to have like a short attention span like me, I can't sit through four hours of <laughs> them talking about something completely irrelevant, then maybe it's not the best idea for you. I would just rather go to an article or a summary of someone else who's watched it and then just quickly like retain the information within 15 minutes instead of four hours. Yeah. See, I think I'm on kind of the opposite side. Like this is I love con- I said I love conspiracy theories and true crime and things like that. And this is definitely a story that I followed. However, judging the outcome that some of my friends have had with this um, documentary and also the reviews, people just saying like how you kind of brought this story up. This is 2013. You're bringing this up again, this family like that are going through this and yeah. reliving it. And it's just kind of like, I think I will get to the end of the four episodes and I think I will be disappointed with the outcome. Cause I, but I kind of like learning about the history of the hotel because the history of the hotel is really quite disturbing. Like they're yeah. in this area of LA that is called Skid Row and it's just like an area of homelessness, lots of crime and things going on. And then the, the, um, and then the hotel itself has just got loads of kind of loads of, yeah. It, bits of kind of weird stories but I think what the directors and the producers of this have of this documentary have done is they're really like clutching at straws they're finding like little weird bits and just trying to relate it as much as they can to the story of this girl yeah where in reality it it might not be as sinister as what people are making it out to be yeah when I finished episode one I was very excited to go on to episode two and I was like oh my god that's a really good cliffhanger I want to learn more and I think it was episode two when they spent so long about homelessness and it was completely irrelevant to the hotel and the case in general and I was like this is not this is not what I clicked on here obviously it's something to learn about it's interesting information but not what I clicked on this for yeah no I totally get you and that's where I just lose my interest like I was speaking to Lauren before this and I've asked her to give me a conclusion at the end because I don't want to spend the time watching it although it's so interesting it's like they've been given a contract saying you can do four hours coverage on this news story or you don't get a contract at all it's almost like they've forced so much information into like a case that's yeah and it's like they force so much information into a documentary it's just not relevant but it's a very interesting story. Yeah. It's like definitely worth your while learning about. It's just through the documentary. Is this the way really to learn about it? It's the question. Mm. If you are someone that knows of the case before this and you like conspiracy theories and you would like to learn about the facts behind this, I would I would suggest watching it because I think even if you come to the end of it and you're like, oh, well, I'm not really happy with the outcome of how they decide that this whole kind of mysterious disappearance went you are still kind of learning about the history of the hotel and there are some cases that relate to the hotel that are really crazy and quite weird yeah so if you like weird stuff yeah i mean they do they do pull in strings and how it is like related to the story it's just it to Mm. me it's imagine clicking on a youtube video where it says how to watch me win a thousand pounds and watch me win a thousand pounds Uh, yeah literally or it's just something completely different i mean it is like related but it's not what i clicked on there for i keep saying the same thing it's just yeah i get that but that's just me as a non-tv person and i don't like to sit and watch anyway but Mm. if you are someone who is interested in if you do like to spend your time watching something then i would watch something but i'd rather listen to something i'd rather listen to a podcast about it for an hour 
Yeah. See, maybe that's what we should do next. We should just listen to a <laughs> true crime podcast. I'm sure that yeah. there's definitely going to be one out there. On there's, I, I bet there's millions one actually before. Really? Definitely, people. Everyone taking their own kind of opinion on it, and just kind of. And let's just kind of let's give our opinion on it. What do you think happened to her? Without giving too much away, if you don't want to, oh, I would yeah. say skip this bit. If you don't want to, if you want to go and watch it, but yeah. I was saying that it's not going to give much away, but she did have bipolar, and I just think it maybe as was a mental episode. Definitely. But I won't tell you where she was found. But yeah. I think the way where she was, it screams like a mental issue. And I think I think what people love is to kind of come up with the the really spooky, really weird way that she's kind of gone. Obviously, they were relating it to the supernatural and things, but I think obviously you've just got to come to the conclusion that it's maybe not as something as crazy as you might think. Mm. And I feel yeah. like if you don't want to watch the four hours, if you just go on YouTube and type in Eliza Lamb lift, you'll just see the four minute video. And to me, that's enough. But yeah, it's it's definitely worth looking at. The video itself is strange. That's but... what I found most interesting was that lift video. Yeah, because you just kind of think to... That's what I think kind of makes everyone come up with all these crazy ideas. But at the end of the day, you've just got to kind of pull yourself back down to reality and actually think maybe it's something more simple. Yeah, absolutely. But definitely go and check that out on Netflix. That's Crime Scene, The Vanishing in the Cecil Hotel. So that's the end of episode three. Thank you very much for listening. And if you'd like to keep up to date with what we've got going on and interact with us through our social medias, it's all at Let's Adcest, and that's Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. And you can also email us at Let's Adcest Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.